and welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot? Um, it's a pretty pretty light pod today. It's just uh, Mr. Ryan the Big. I'm here, Ryan the Big. This is catching on so much that uh, that Chris, who enjoys shout-outs, so shout-out Chris, uh, she called me that in front of my wife at the at the match we're going to talk about. So, well, perfect. Uh, I mean, it, it should should catch on. It's a literal translation. <laughs> I'm um, all about it. And uh, and I'm Luke. Um, sometimes I introduce myself. Sometimes I don't. If you've been listening to this, if you are one of our few regular listeners, you probably have heard my voice. Um, I. I typically don't like to listen to my own voice so that's why i don't often introduce myself um <laughs> let we, we don't have a whole lot of news but let's uh let's break into it uh we're recording this on tuesday september 28th and um there was a great result today uh ix pulled out a two nothing win over uh Besiktas. Oh man, they played so well too. Is that was and, that Holler? Did, how many does he have in the Champions League now? Holler. So he played in two games in the Champions League, and has five goals. Yeah, that's what I thought. Which I thought he scored four last. Is game. a record. Yeah, that that yeah. is a record. He's just taking it at his pain of not being able to play in last year's Champions League, out on everybody. Our players. Yeah, yeah, he's just but, like, I mean, you hold me out, here we go. I'm going to score all the goals. Like, Ajax not, didn't have their greatest game today, but, you know, I thought they did pretty well. So, I mean, um, anytime you can happy win 2-0. See... Yeah. And, and really funny because uh, Dortmund only beat um, Sporting one nothing while Dortmund was at home, um, whereas Ajax... Five one away, and so, I actually you know, gets them the next yeah. two. So, yep, it'll be a, a very very fun. Uh, so the real question is games against you. You troll Hunter pretty hard, being a Bayern fan and him being a Dortmund fan. Oh yeah, how no, hard? This is be worse. How hard are we going to go in? Worse. On, yeah, this has got to be way worse because if if well, Ajax beats them at least one of the two times, mm. no mercy. Well, um, speaking of people you like to shout out, Chris is also a Dortmund fan, That's so true. we will we will be trolling her just as hard, if not more so. <laughs> Dortmund fan. Um, Dortmund fans, doofmund. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the other bit of news we have that actually pertains to USL League One, um, there was a loss, and Chattanooga lost. Whew. So yeah, you not the loss they were expecting us to talk about yet. Nope, Union Omaha stayed top of the points per game table. So good on good on Chattanooga. Keep up that we're, losing streak. Really appreciate it. And we're still um, uh, we're we're still two games back, right? Yep, still two games yeah. back. Oh, and I, I guess there is. Yeah, I guess there is one other piece of news. Um, apparently, USL president Jake Edwards will be at the game this Friday 
in South Georgia. Um, oh, as wow. it is uh, South Georgia Tormenta's last home game of the season. And I believe their last home game at the facility they've been playing at for the past three seasons. Um, as they'll be moving into their new stadium next year. Dude, that just tells so, you how whacked out these schedules have been. That yep. Tormenta is at the point where they have one home game left total, where we have five. Yes, we do. I and mean, it wouldn't be five that's... if we would have been able to play that Madison match, but still. like That's still and a I know lot. Tormenta's played, we... and they've played the most games so far, right? Um, I believe so. Let me That's see if I can get the, the let me see if I can get the table up here. Uh, Tormenta, they are have played twenty four games, which they are the highest in the league right now. When us and Madison have both played the least at twenty one game. Jesus. So, yeah. I mean, a three-game difference is insane. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I mean, that's why if you follow me on Twitter, you notice I say game day, not match day. Because in my mind, a match day is when all teams are playing in a given weekend and they stay level on games played with the outlier of, you know, a canceled game fans ruining a game etc so or you game get the day random, over like, match day you know you get like in england they they have so many damn cups that like the the game gets rescheduled because a cup match is gonna over you know be over it so that but they catch up midweek eventually like a week later it's not oh yeah Madison it's not Omaha gets not canceled six by months weather. later yeah or two you know even a couple months later it's like come on so uh, the or, other thing I'm looking you know, forward Madison to, wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just say the other thing I'm looking forward to. Um, Rich had that new uh, article that came out where he was kind of doing the playoff picture. Um, yep. For WGAHmedia.com. Um, Which we just and, re- renewed that uh, URL, so that will be good for another year. And keep subscribing. Um, but what I. <laughs> What I'm I'm looking forward to now is to see uh, Rich's update to see what points we need to hit to um, to secure first place because he he was kind of tracking all that and I think that'll be it's just interesting to see how we're doing because right now we're two games behind but only two points behind uh, Chattanooga so that's easily we can make up two points especially since Chattanooga decided to give us a gift and lose as well yes. So let's uh let's get into this game. Do you um, want to talk uh, the attendance numbers? Well, I I first want to want to talk our our lineup and bench. Yes. That's um, good. Okay. So Ricky was surprisingly not on the bench. Um, yeah, there was a lot which, of us confused by that. Well, he. Uh, I believe was featured in the the match fit photos um, mm-hmm. that they've been doing. So like their walk in photos, which typically yep. you're only doing that with the guys who are going to be starting or on the bench. So I'm wondering if he picked up a knock in warm ups. Yeah, he looks like be... he was walking in with a mirror in the in the match fit. So 
Yeah, and so Amir starting, or yep. no, yeah, Amir did start, yep. and like that, that just hopefully it's nothing serious, um, but still, still has me a little bit worried there as we're going into seven games in a month, um, yeah. which is a very, very condensed schedule. Um, so, I will, I will say uh, though, I mean. No Ricky on the bench, but I thought the, the starting 11 was a very strong starting 11. Um, you know, I, I think I think JP, uh, in fact, uh, our friend of the pod, Peter Marlette, or Pietro, as we like to refer to him as, uh, he came over uh, by, by Ben and I on the firm. We were standing there with our kids. And in the first few minutes there when uh, JP had a couple errant passes and picked up his yellow card pretty quick. Um, uh, Pete was like, man, settle down JP. And you could tell he was, he was pretty jazzed for this match. I don't know if it's cause it's the, you know, it's Tucson and it's that the home state thing or what, but um, the other, you know, and then Ilal getting the start again, Ilal looked a little, you could tell he hasn't been on the ball a lot uh, still, you know, that he's still kind of coming into that. I, I only saw one or two errant passes from him. Yeah. Um, nothing obscene. He had some great tackles in there. And I think it is just getting back to back to that full full start there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, giving the speed Jake of the game. A, yeah, Jake not being on the bench was also um, an interesting one there. Because Jake has been... Yeah, you wonder how much of that is. Yeah, especially seven games going in. Um, get get a lawless start on what should have been a a pretty easy game. Um, but this was a a tough match for a plethora of reasons. <laughs> um, obviously Union Omaha lost. It was a zero one final score yep and that one goal came off a penalty kick and we yep and we had the opportunity to level it on a penalty kick in the second half and went off the post with some force to the point where it went out of bounds across the goal and the goalkeeper couldn't sweep it up man Um, those are the uh, I, I mean, I, since we brought it up, like I think Ben said in data dump, that was what like a two point eight percent chance of hitting the post on a on a penalty, like two point eight percent of them are missed that way. And not only did he do that, but it spun across the goal line and had enough backspin that it spun away from the goal line and went completely across. Like, yeah, Dami did everything, but maybe place an inch too far to the right when he shot it. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a very well taken kick. Um, put it, you know, keeper was not going to save that had that been in an inch, and just yeah. unlucky, pure, pure failure of luck there. Nothing Absolutely. on Dami. That was a, a a great opportunity, but um, we did level it out in the first half. Um, shortly after the the penalty kick uh, that. Tucson ended up winning the game with. 
This and... will be one of many times I bring up refs because I'm going to do it for you. But man, yeah, I, no, I know I'm, I'm going to let you you do that. I know they scored a goal before that penalty kick anyway, and so the the end result would have been the same. But to me, I didn't see it live very well. But watching the replay, to me, that's two guys getting their feet tangled up, and Sosa stayed on his feet, and and their guy get goes down in the box. I, I didn't – it wasn't a malicious tackle. It was just two guys running into each oh, other. Oh, I, I, I wasn't even talking about the, the, the tackle in the box. Um, I was talking about it being taken taken back for offsides, um, as it seemed to be, after the ball ended up in the back of the net. And upon replay, there was no chance anyone was offside there. Um, yeah, and there's for so, about I mean, one or four times that that game. Yeah, I was gonna say there's so. I mean, Hurst got called more times I think than anybody I've seen, and <laughs> people are, sh- are sharing screenshots, multiple people of times where they called offside and there was no way that, that our guys were. I mean, if you, if they're they were offside, then they have to redefine what offside looks like because there were yards of space between our, our guy and the last defender. Yeah. And I was hearing um, from some fans who were on the sidelines uh, who had a better view of where the linesman was, was that the linesman was not playing off the heel of the last man was actually playing about a yard or two off, which that angle can really affect, especially um, in a place that has that much noise. And no, is that, that flick of a field. Um, yeah, that, that, that obviously field. that one hundred percent kills your vantage point. Just being even a few yards off. Yeah. Um, so yeah. A, anyway, that was that was the first of probably many reference I'm going to go on because this guy was. I, I'm not usually one to jump on on too bad, but man, he 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 had a shocker. This was a bad match. I mean, I I'm really not gonna go into it on the refs because I feel that the entire fan base and anybody who wants to look at the game um, will do it for me. Uh, <laughs> I, but... I do want to shout out though, the, the people in attendance and I know Morrison's a different setup and man, did I love how we sounded? Everybody sounded, but when, when things were happening on the other end of the field, that West side of that stadium, you could hear every boo you could hear every time they got upset about something and i loved every second of it because i i looked at ben and because ben and i stood by each other the whole game and i said i don't know if this happens in warner park i'm sure it does but we don't get to hear it the way we heard it on saturday like it was just a deafening roar of boos coming at this ref and even when they walked off at halftime the guy got the boo birds as he walked off it was i mean it was amazing to hear the fans that way well, uh, I think it, this was uh, probably one of the biggest points that could have been made for Union Omaha finding a home in a soccer-specific stadium, whether that be Creighton or um, you know um, Coniglia at UNO or um, one built on, on their own for Union Omaha purposefully. Uh, there were a number of members of ownership in attendance, um, number of investors in attendance, 
as well as, you know, a lot of partner, partner businesses, people who have the capital to invest in the team. And uh, I believe the, the final number, this has been revised a few times because um, as Ryan and I were talking about before, before recording, um, Creighton's ticket scanners went like, didn't have enough battery. They were ending up having to click people in. So like tickets weren't being read, which then jacked up the numbers. And I believe the final numbers are now solidified at what was it? 3741. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. That's the reported number that I saw, and which look, being in the stadium, it looked closer to that than the, what, was, what were they first quoting? Like first they started at like, like 17 or 1800, but then I think it ended up being in the 2000s. Yeah, it was like 22 um, because I don't think they counted any of the, the group sales. Um, yeah. Like, I don't think they scanned anyone from the group sales, which uh, was a fantastic turnout on the group sale side. Um, oh, Hewitt yeah. brought a great crowd to the to the north side of the stadium, um, put up a lot of noise there. You know, it seemed yep. like 500 people from Hewitt uh, Corp. Just That's huge. Amazing. Yeah just huge presence there, which no, you, you don't get necessarily from corporate groups, but when you get a corporate group that fully, fully bites like that, that has a great. brand new that building just... right by that stadium. I mean, Oh yeah. No, they have a brand new campus. They've got like three or yeah. four buildings there. But that, that, you know, that one, you could literally just see their sign from sitting in the stadium anywhere. You know, it's yep. like they're right there. And I, I'm going to, my wife doesn't listen. She's probably listening now because she can probably hear me down here recording, but uh, my wife even pointed out, you know, she's been to matches at Warner with me. She went to the match on Saturday with uh, with my daughter and I and her. And, you know, th- she pointed out, she said, this crowd is so much more, more diverse because we were able to be downtown, you know, be closer closer to where everybody is. And, and I pointed that out to Peter. I said, look, man, like, this is what, this is the dream, right? Like, you get everybody, every type of fan here and the, the tickets were affordable. It was in a location that was that was easier to get to for multiple reasons, and well, you've got a more I diverse, mean, vibrant fan base. I I walked uh, from yeah. Iowa across the pedestrian bridge, which is one of the most beautiful pedestrian bridges in the United States. Uh, I highly recommend anybody visiting Omaha walk across Bob the Bridge. Hashtag um, Bridge Pod. Hashtag Bridge Pod. Uh, but walked across that, you know, because mile and a half to the stadium, um, you know, great, absolutely beautiful day. It was the highest 75, yeah. um, you know, not a cloud in the sky, just gorgeous, gorgeous day for it. Uh, got dropped off on the other side of the bridge, walked over with, with some friends and, and you no, know, just, I was able to do that. I mean, closest place you could walk from, to, to Warner Park would be, but I might get dropped off at Costco and walk three miles because there's not a straight shot. Like, well, and uh, if you're and at you'd... Costco, you're walking down 370. Yep. I mean, you're walking down interstate instead of across pedestrian bridges on sidewalks in a urban area where you can stop in, grab a drink, grab lunch, uh, you know, go see things before a match. Like, you can make a day out of it down there, Absolutely. Um, which I'm sure uh, Sarpy County Tourism would definitely beg to differ, but 
if you don't want to be driving a car because maybe you have uh, one too many beers at the game and don't want to have to worry about that being being an issue the next day or that night, uh, a downtown or walkable transit connected mm-hmm. stadium, just Absolutely. a much better option um, to to get a team. And I think the all of the guys on on the team really felt felt the the difference in atmosphere um yeah i almost wondered at first if that kind of it almost like over energized them (laughs) because it was like there was so much noise and energy going on they they i kept saying in the first 15 minutes i'm like they look tense they look like it's like there was a lot going on and it was almost like they fed off that energy too much because they're not used to it being that loud you know, it, it was loud in there. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, it was, it was loud. Um, you know, both supporter or supporters groups were, were there together. There was a great March, uh, four blocks from bar that hyped everyone up. Um, you know, the energy coming into the stadium from that March was more than I've seen even, in that or highest scoring game out at Warner Park, just yeah. everything was on point. Um, I agree. But getting back to the to the gameplay, our our guys put eighteen shots out there. Yeah, yeah I mean, going uh, back to to hashtag data dump because uh, Ben, I thought Ben did a really good job with his the the good, you know. Um, yep we had season highs in possession, which isn't always great for us. Um, season high in passing accuracy. We had the uh, second season most... high. In... Yeah, go ahead. I, I think we had season high in passes. Yeah. Number of accurate passes. passes. Yeah. Um, second most crosses in this season. Um, second lowest number of chances. The other time was the, uh, the other time we tied the both times we've had the lowest number of chances have been against Tucson is what I'm trying to say. Uh, we, they yeah. only had three chances total, but Tucson, and this is Jay said this in his video, Tucson did what you do on the road. If you get an early goal, they, they put everybody behind the ball. They defended their asses off. And Ben brought that up and dated them too. Like the, our, our XG was the second most of the season by 0.01 by the way so not by that much really it was probably close to tied with our highest of the season and coming away with no goals that just showed how great of a defensive job tucson was doing against us and how unlucky we may have been other times um data doesn't always support luck but you know those offsides calls some of those shots doyle had an absolute he smashed a ball off a volley that and and the eight minutes of stoppage time we had in the second half that I thought from the angle we were at, it looked like it could have gone in. I mean, we just, we played statistically, we played one of the best matches we probably had as a team. We just couldn't get the goal. Yeah. And I mean, as Jay said last year, that's the hardest thing in soccer, which it stands to be true. It's the hardest thing in soccer is, scoring goals and that's why you know chattanooga just dropped however much they did on a former mls designated player 
um, because they you know, can't score on their own, so they're bringing in late-season Uruguayan strikers. Um, that also can't score goals. That also can't score goals and played for the wrong team in the Eredivisie. Um, Everybody so, that doesn't play for Ajax is on the wrong team. So, Yeah, I mean, it's a fact. I mean, Back, Jack. Just, just, just saying, just saying. <laughs> um, but no, Lapsley and uh, Schoenfeld, um played like Lapsley in goal in Schenfeld um, defense. Schenfeld got the highest rank on FOTMOB, um or got player of the match on FOTMOB. Um Like they they shut down our offense. Um, yeah. Lapsley did a great job commanding his back line, and. You know, we scored a goal, but uh, again, some some uh, people on the sidelines didn't necessarily agree with where an offsides line is. But that that being said, you know, the the chances we had just their defense did a did a great job. They they bunkered down and they held us off, and you know. Props to them. They that that's what you want to see when you're in the hunt for the playoffs. Uh, they're currently ranked third on the overall points uh, table. Um, I don't know where they're at points per game. I think they're probably also third uh, so, there. Um, you know the, the the crazy part about how they defended too was they scored in the seventh minute, right? Mm-hmm. We had a combined total of 11 minutes of stoppage time between the first half and the second half. Yeah. So we played over 100 minutes total, and they defended for, what, 93 of those, 94 of those minutes? I mean, they defended a 1-0 lead for basically 93 minutes. That's more than a full match. That's – I mean, that just shows what kind of a match they played, and – the only thing that's really in our benefit as far as if Tucson stays on a run is they're on the same number of games played as Chattanooga, so they have less points they can really gain on anybody. But having a five-point lead on them, you know, especially with our schedule coming up, I think that we're still in an okay spot. I, I still think we can we can get to first place. Yeah, and, I mean, Tucson had definitely had a change midseason. Um Last time we played them at home was the last game they had with their old coach. Yeah. And they, their new coach being on, they've turned things around. They've become a, the dark horse team that I thought they would be at the beginning of the season. And honestly, the result doesn't surprise me too much yeah. because you know, I had been waiting for this Tucson team to, to arrive and they sure as hell did. Yeah, this is the team I think that we we were trying in our preview pod, we're trying to promote to people of like, this is going to be a good team, you know, and we were getting yeah. a little flack for it at first, but I think they're showing that. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I just, I, I think, so with, I'm thinking about playoffs here. If they end up in third and everything stays chalk, if if we're in first, the third place team goes to second place, right? If so, if first sec if first and second place get buys, if third and fourth seeds win, four seed goes to one, three seed goes to two, right? Yeah. 
So we really, I mean, if they stay in third place, we really, really, because of how hot they're getting, it would be really good for us to stay in first place and get first place because you avoid them in the semifinals and possibly don't see them until a final. Yeah, and I really need us to stay in first or second place. Um, I, I can't. I, I've already committed to something the first weekend in November based on how well we've been doing. Uh, first or second I, place, I was, we'd have to have an epic, epic collapse to to have two games in hand on the team below you and five points ahead of them. It'd be pretty bad for. I mean. Just looking at our schedule, Friday, I know we'll probably talk a little bit more here in a minute, but Friday we're at Tormenta. The following Wednesday, uh, Miami comes, Fort Lauderdale comes to Omaha. And then that Saturday is Greenville, who has been very, very up and down, not the Greenville we expected. Um, mm. You know, I mean, yeah, three three matches in the next week doesn't sound great, but Tormenta's, Tormenta can be beaten in Georgia. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we can get Fort Lauderdale at home. I think Greenville, it's going to look a lot different than the Greenville match we had at the start of the season. Um, I, I, I think that we can get them at home and beat them. I mean, if you walk away from those three with nine points and with four matches left, I I think that we're again, needing to see Rich's update. I think that that puts us in a really strong position to at at minimum finish second place. Yeah. And and I'm sure as heck hoping that's where we, we end up. Um, I'm nothing on the guys, but just the way I'm seeing some other teams surge makes me a little bit worried. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, this is going to be a very tough um, October coming up. Absolutely. And I, I think they're going to have to work harder than they're used to. Um, and I just really hoping we avoid injury. Yeah. I, I you know, I, the, the thing that's rough is we already had three matches in a week with the beginning of October and then the middle of October, we have the same thing happening to us because of that Madison match having to be rescheduled. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I Madison's looking a lot better. I think – I don't remember what their result on the weekend was. Um, Let's see. For some reason – because they had Green – did they have Greenville? Um, no. They else did. No, they, they played Greenville on 25th. That was a 1-1 draw. Draw, okay. Um, and that was at home, right? They played at home. Um, yes, Madison played at home. I mean, so, I mean, you know, Madison sitting in eighth place. They, they're going to be looking to hopefully move up. Tormenta's in seventh place. You know, so we got two mid-table teams that we play relatively close well, together. Tormenta's, Tormenta's in seventh place three games ahead of both us and forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they have Um, have an extra match over every, at least one extra match over everybody played so far. Yeah. They're, they're, what's that? Three, three teams that have played 22 matches. Yeah. Um, North Carolina, who I believe at this point is statistically eliminated from the playoffs. 
Yeah, which we have uh, them in Omaha, which is nice to have. Yep. Um, and then kickers are at 22. They're at 28 points. Um, but if they they pulled off a win on the weekend, mm-hmm. so definitely something to, to keep an eye on. A team that can do very well when they're in form. Um, luckily, they haven't been informed particularly. Well, and the this thing year. that I know we're talking way ahead, but the thing that worries me about that one now is that Madison will be there Wednesday right before that, and yep. that Madison match is usually a lot more physical. And so you're going into then into Richmond having just played a physical match, you know, two three days before that. Yeah, that's the only thing that worries me uh, there. I, I'm hoping we we see some decent rotation. Um, be great to see uh, Yoskar um, out there for for a game or two. Uh, see Jaime back out on the field. I would call uh, for that a game. North Carolina match. That I, that seems like the one that sets up perfectly for that. Yeah, I mean, throw the kids on against the kids. Yeah, I but mean, let's. Uh, yeah, let's talk about. Let, we got. Let's do move you want into... to talk about two? Both of these matches that are coming up. Yeah, I guess I guess we probably should since we have um, a Wednesday match next week, and even if we record, we probably won't have a a quick yeah. turn yeah. unless we did a live pod. Well, um, uh, r- rumor has it that the the B team, as they like to refer to themselves, may decide to do a podcast from uh, from Mexico. Uh, I so, think we should call them the C team since they're going to be in Cancun. C team, I like that. The Cancun team. Yeah. Um, yep. So I, th- I think maybe just chances are they're not going to want to bust one out before before Wednesday, um, and we definitely will not get it produced before then. Maybe we preview both matches, uh, and they can then respond and and have a, a reactions to both matches. Then. All right, um, South Georgia. We've played them three times now. Uh, and yeah. last time we played them it in Statesboro was a 2-2 draw that was all bangers. <laughs> yeah. No, no one that, scored easy goals in that one. No, that was was that that Christian's absolute golazo? Yeah. In that yep. game. Yeah, he's the one that saved the point. Yeah. Um, so we, we know we can score down there and we know they can score against us down there, but I, I think our team is more technically sound than it was last year. So I'm not expecting anything crazy except maybe some rotation. I I could see Ricky starting instead of Evan, um, rest Evan for the, for next Wednesday. Yep. And no, give Get Greg out there. Greg's got to got to score a goal that counts. Um, yeah, he needs but, he needs a goal again. It's been a long time, and you know, Tormenta has it, been. It's very... not like he's not trying. It, oh no, I agree. He should have had like he, he's one. putting everything out there. Oh no, but I, it I luck's not hitting him. No, he's 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 playing his ass off, and he, you know, I posted. Uh, you got one too. The limited edition poster from the Morrison match and. I posted on, on Instagram and Twitter and tagged him in both of them. And 
on Instagram, you know, his comment was best support in the league. I mean, he knows we were behind him. I think he, he loves what he's the energy he's getting. And he, I think that's, you can see it in his performance because he is trying so hard, man. Tormenta though, in the last two months, they have been like crazy up and down. I mean, I'm just back in August beat, beat Greenville in Greenville, Mm -hmm. go to Madison and lose draw with new England Lose in to South Fort Lauderdale in South Georgia. Lose to Fort Lauderdale in South Georgia. Draw with New England in New England. Beat North Texas. Draws Fort Lauderdale in Fort Lauderdale. North Texas was in Georgia. I mean, that's just that's their last what six matches before our before they play us, and they haven't played yeah. since September nineteenth either. But I mean, that can be that can be a down. Uh, you know, you too much off time and you lose a little bit of form. I don't, cause they typically rely on, on some Academy and some, uh, some guys being uh, filtered up from their USL two side. So I don't know what, what their depth looks like right now. Yeah. Um, but do you want a spicy, the, uh, spicy take from me on this? But let's hear it. It's not gonna be super spicy, but I, I know they're in seventh place. They're one spot out from the playoff, but looking at their last four remaining matches, I think that they finish well below the playoff spot. They have us. They go back to Fort Lauderdale to Tucson and to North Carolina out of those four matches left. North Carolina is the only match I see them possibly Fort Lauderdale since they just drew them in Fort Lauderdale a month ago or a couple weeks ago. I don't see them getting three points out of any of those matches except for the North Carolina match. I, I could easily see them slipping down to like ninth or 10th place knowing that they yeah. have the most matches played already. Yeah. I, I, I see a very tough month ahead for them. Yeah. And I, I think they're, they're out of the playoff contention. Um, I, I think we're hopefully, hopefully for the sake of the guys, we see some serious rotation this yeah. Friday. Um, travel with a game on next Wednesday, maybe not even travel everyone. Um, I could see some some of our key that. players staying here and resting. Part of me almost um, is like, is this a good match to rotate Kevin in? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, just we, to keep we did him see fresh that, uh, back in back in June when we had a couple can um, condensed games was, was it the yeah. Toronto game in Arizona in June that yeah. he was in? I feel like that's right, but somebody will probably correct us if we're wrong. So it works yeah. out in the long run, but yeah, I mean, so just with them, you know, Tormenta, we, uh, that was our first match this year. Uh, we beat them two nil at home. Um, so, I mean, granted a lot's happened since April 24th, but I just, I think we have enough class. We can, we can beat them. We're playing at a high level. I mean, like Jay said, we were attacking all the way to the end of the last two matches, really, you know, um, the guys aren't giving up. They're fighting through everything. And I, I think just similar to that North Carolina match we had where we were like, Hey, just go and put a hurting on, on a team. 
I, I feel like yeah. that this is what that I feel like they're just they need to go to Georgia and just and put a smackdown on them so they can feel good. Yeah. Um. JP got a yellow, right? I thought so. Let me double check. Because uh, that would be his. That'd be a suspension. Yeah. So that I mean that might be him sitting. Which um, forces forces rotation, which isn't a bad thing, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I mean that that's a good one since uh, JP has essentially been taking over uh, Toby's spot. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean that that's six spot, and JP's been per FOTMOB, he's our highest um, rated player this season, so not a not a bad deal. FOTMOB's actually a good place uh, to look. Hang on. Which, speaking of JP in that uh, match we played, he was considered the second best player on the field. So, uh, no, J- JP did not get a yellow. Connor okay. and Amir did. Uh, maybe so, I misread that. So, JP's, uh, JP's definitely for now. But do we want him to serve his uh, suspension? Midweek, or okay. So do we? I'd, ra- I'd rather he suspended against Fort Lauderdale than Greenville, personally. Against a male model. Well, you know, he's he, his dad. His dad and his mom are good-looking people. I think that uh, Romeo had no choice but to become a model at some point. Um, we don't even need to address just... his last name. We just throw me <laughs> um, even though I was a big fan of his dad when uh, I followed my team. I know, I, I know, I know you were. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, when you, when one of your first memories of watching uh, club soccer is someone scoring a goal from about halfway, it it sticks with you. Um, I mean, looking at the schedule, if JP's going to get a yellow, I'd rather it be down in Georgia. So if the suspension happens is against Fort Lauderdale. Otherwise, yeah. the next time that would be very convenient would be if he got it against Greenville. So then his suspension is against North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I feel like our next four matches set us up pretty well going into the final stretch. So. Uh, I mean, yes, but then, I mean, four a tough team. Richmond's yeah. a tough team. North Texas is a tough team. Greenville's a tough team. But my thing is like, – uh, if those five, if any of those five are on the road, especially yeah. the the three you just listed, Greenville, Forward, Richmond, I'd feel a little bit more wary of them. I don't even count the Morrison loss as a home loss totally because, you know, they were playing on a different pitch. They practiced on it for a few days this that past week. Like it was a it's a different feel for them to play there versus where they yeah. do when when they're in Warner, but. You know, I mean, I feel a lot better that that's a five-game home stretch where the guys, even though there's two midweek games in that stretch, the guys get the opportunity to sleep in their own beds, be with the people they want to be with. You know, it, it's just there's not travel involved with that until they have to go to Texas. And that's – by the time they go to Texas, the result may not matter. We may have first place wrapped up by then. You know, you just never know. All right. So where do we see Kevin? Uh, Georgia or next Wednesday against Fort Lauderdale? Honestly, I would 
if if you're gonna rotate in, I would rotate on Wednesday for keepers because that gives Rashid a full week of rest in between. Not that he needs tons of rest, but that, that gives him a break in between. Yeah. And I think I think that that Fort Lauderdale match is a better one to have Kevin play in because we're likely to. I mean, even though we're on a smaller field, we're likely to see a more back and forth match, so that keeps him on yeah. his toes more. Um, just in case we need him, just God forbid something happens yeah. to Rashid. Um, I could see that one, and I could see the North Carolina. Um, so put him on the put him on the Wednesdays. Give Rashid a full week rotation. Well, if we did Wednesdays, then it would be Fort Lauderdale. Oh yeah, and sorry. The, yeah, um, Fort Lauderdale, and then. Um, yeah, North Carolina on the 16th. Yeah, I, I think those um, are probably the next two best chances to see yeah. Kevin start. Um, I, I think we see JP with the start this Friday. Suspended next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I just, we should just text JP and be like, hey, just get a yellow, like, dude. Just like take just, just get the yellow. Just just get the yellow. I mean, come on, JP. Like, get, get that yellow. You know it's coming. Get what it what out. His damn luck uh, would be. Do they carry over into the playoffs? Um, they do until the final, I think. So you know what his luck would be? He won't get a yellow until freaking North Texas, and he'll be suspended for the semi. So he just needs to get it now, get it all reset, yep. get it out of his system, and then he doesn't even have to worry about missing any playoff matches. <laughs> yep. I mean, JP force force the rotation. Um, uh, no. See, see Toby start uh, against Fort Lauderdale. I think that would be a good match for Toby to start anyway. Yeah, I agree. And then, then JP back for Greenville. Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, – so I think Tormenta, we're going to see some rotation. I, I'm hoping more up top. Um, maybe, you know, maybe see Christian again. I thought Christian played really well when he was brought in yeah. um, against Tucson. I would love to see him get some more time. Um, you could tell he was he was amped to be on the field. That guy is just a ball of energy. Um, yeah, I think he's we see, hungry. Yeah, and I think we see a little bit of rotation again in Fort Lauderdale with Jay knowing that four of our last five are against some pretty top teams. I mean, you got yeah four of our last five after these next two we're talking about are Greenville forward in Richmond with North or and uh, in North Texas with only North Carolina in there as one that we aren't going to worry about as much. So, I mean, I, I think we go to Georgia. I think we rotate. I think we get out of there with the win. I think next Wednesday, we, we also find a way to win. I think we come out of these next two matches going into Greenville six points in October already. Um, I, I don't think you're wrong there. Um, but I, still just wary to see what the rotation is. I don't want our guys burning out because it's a, it's a tough month. Um, But before we we get to, to end everything, I I think we should probably, probably wrap it up. Um, Any, anything else that we were expecting to see this Friday in Tormenta? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think this would be a good match to even get Nick back in the starting rotation, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to get him a chance. Uh, I'm not kind of hoping maybe Dalton gets a chance to get his rotation back in and get some more minutes under his belt again. Yeah. 
Um, you know, just I think that those are the opportunities when you play teams like this that, you know, I'm, seventh place, it makes it sound like I'm acting like they're like this really horrible team. But I just feel like we have some guys that that played really well for us at different points in the season that show that we well, have the depth and we need those guys. Dalton's to, a former to, Tormenta player. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. So, I, I mean, I, I could definitely see it. Uh, Dalton get gets on against uh, Tormenta, you know, and I think that's the, the perfect game to, to get them to start to rotate, rotate our lineup a bit. Yeah. And you know, it's like pro wrestling. You can't lose in your hometown, even though it's not his hometown, no. but you can't lose, you know, it's not... so yeah. you can go to Georgia, start Dalton and maybe, maybe he'll actually score a goal that counts this time. Uh... Cause I keep getting taken away from it and I'm sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we we counted the one for uh, I mean he had that one that wasn't offsides and then yeah um, yeah let's but all right uh, Ryan I got a question for you I'm ready for it who gives a hoot we do we do we do we do we do we do we do, we do.